0: It's time for Practical Faith with Pastor Nick Cash. In Practical Faith, we talk about following Jesus in everyday life. In the previous episode of Practical Faith, we dug in a bit to this language that the Apostle John used when he said those who are born of God will not sin to try and determine exactly what he meant by that. And we discovered together that John was contrasting those who practice sin versus those who practice righteousness, that whoever is born of God will not practice sin. So he was not saying that a Christian will never commit a sin, but that a true Christian will never practice sin, doing so intentionally and habitually on purpose In today's episode, we will highlight two key assurances that John provides right within his own letter to help us as followers of Jesus to know that we can be certain of our relationship with God and of our standing before God. This is an excellent example of the need for context in Bible study. 1 John chapter 3, verses 4-10, through 10, it's an easy passage of Scripture to misinterpret if you just read it on its own. So that's why we have to remember that those seven verses do not stand alone. They are set in the midst of a larger chapter with 29 total verses in it. That chapter is set in the middle of a five-chapter book, 1 John, and that book is set inside the broader context of the entire Bible. Just looking within the context of the book of 1 John, though, we can see more facets, more depth, more dimension to John's ideal of sinless perfection. Look with me at 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. John says, My dear children, I am writing these things so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. These verses summarize John's ideal, and they also explain the graciousness of Christ for when we do not meet that ideal. John says, I write these things to you that you may not sin. And then he says, but if anyone does sin, see, John hopes none of us will ever sin again, but he also knows that we will, and he tells us about Christ's continuing work on our behalf. He says, if anyone does sin, then we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who is the atoning sacrifice for all of our sins. Y'all, Jesus' work on our behalf is so amazing. We think of the miraculous deliverance from sin that occurred at the moment when he bore up our sins and took our sin nature upon himself so that it would be executed along with him on the cross during his crucifixion. But y'all, his work on our behalf did not end there. (laughs) He continues to stand beside God in heaven and advocate for us. That even when we as believers and followers of Jesus, when we commit a sin, he stands before God as our continual atoning sacrifice and advocate. John writes his book to all believers everywhere, and he explains that our aspirations to live righteous lives come through practice, spirit-guided effort, humble confession of sin, faithful trust in the advocacy of Jesus on our behalf. So let's return to my earlier question from the previous episode. I asked If I, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, if I commit a sin, does that mean that I've lost my salvation or that maybe I was never really saved in the first place? Something like that. Well, that's exactly what the evil one would like for us as Christians to believe. He would like for us to live in this constant crippling fear that with every single sin we commit, maybe we don't really know God or maybe we haven't truly received his gracious gift of salvation. But John helps us in that regard, too. In one of my most favorite assurances in all of Scripture, it's First John chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. I encourage you to look this up. It says this, We will know by this that we are of the truth, and we will assure our heart before God in whatever our heart condemns us. For God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. Let me read the same verses to you again, this time from the Amplified Version. By this we shall come to know, to perceive, recognize, and understand that we are of the truth and can reassure, quiet, conciliate, and pacify our hearts in his presence. Whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us, for we are in God's hands, for he is above and greater than our consciences, our hearts, and he knows, he perceives, and understands everything. Nothing is hidden from him. Brothers and sisters, if you have been born of God, if you have entrusted your present and eternal salvation to Jesus, then you can know this truth. You can assure your heart before God that when the evil one tries to plant this wicked little thought of maybe I'm not really saved into your heart or brain, you can say, no, this tormenting self-accusation is not from my loving Father. He knows me and I am in his hands. He's bigger than this lie that you are trying to plant in my mind, and I am assured of his love and our relationship together thanks to the atoning work and advocacy of Jesus Christ on my behalf. This has been Practical Faith with Pastor Nick Cash. Find many free resources for following Jesus in everyday life online at liketreesplanted.com.